0: Wig, did you just say wig? Wig, okay. I know, wig, I feel that already. Wig, okay. Wig, did you just say wig? Wig, okay. I am ready for my wig to go flying.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: Ooh. I love that little robot voice. I swear. Mm-hmm. Do
0: we do they can you hear it when you edit? no ah damn i would love <laughs> i would love to start our episodes with that
2: <laughs> she's just so like soothing i don't know why she she's is very, yeah she's just there
0: i wish okay. we had sound effects though that yeah. was one of my favorite things i should get a
2: soundboard um
1: it's anyways. a process i I, I, can again, imagine. Like, I don't know if i told it to your podcast or someone else's i do the bare minimum when it comes to the podcast yeah so do i
2: <laughs> <laughs> i don't i'm in full drag right now kids <laughs> um anyways let's just uh, open (laughs) that's that is our opening girlie i know Um, girl (laughs) um i'm art here i'm c tepper and this is um march edition oh yeah yeah. damn yeah i think we're in march now
0: oh my god
2: um
0: which is funny because a lot of the topics we're talking about it's gonna be like so much so much time has passed
2: i know um but that's fine um (laughs) yeah so But Caitlin, what are we doing today? Who are we talking to? We
0: have a legendary performer here. We really (laughs) do. We really do. I'm not. (laughs) I'm not pulling this out of my ass. (laughs) Miss Ari Kiki, woo!
2: Woo! Welcome. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having us on your podcast. You're Um, definitely a dream guest for sure. Uh, No. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um. So. We did Ari's podcast, Shape mm-hmm. Parade, which is nominated mm-hmm. for best podcast. Our rival. <laughs> um, what's that been like getting nominated for that?
1: Uh, surprising, uh, I never, I never know who listens to our podcast in New York Nightlife. Um I like the few people who I know who comment on a regular basis that are like part of that, like Kareem their dagger, um, comments on a lot of our stuff. Um, Who else ta- pops in every once in a while Um, I can't remember There's not that many people So I don't know who listens to us And I know last year was the first year That they opened up podcasts For nominations mm-hmm. And it was kind of like you had to like sh- Say your name to get like nominated and... That's
0: how we got nominated right. <laughs> It was not and... a very formal process We'll put it that I way I don't remember
1: <laughs> why we didn't say our name <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I just didn't care. I'm like, it, it was that one. It was that weird year where like I didn't want to focus on anything because yeah, pandemic sucks. Yeah. Um, but this year we got a nomination, so that was surprising, and we're thankful for the nomination, and we're in great company.
0: We we have there's so
1: many people in this bed best podcast mm-hmm. category. Every
0: time I look at it, I'm like, oh, I didn't see this person there
1: before. I'm just thankful yeah. Bob and Monet are not nominated oh. for something rivalry. I know, I know, hands down, we're not going to (laughs) win. Though
0: Monet's nominated, so I think it's, it's, yeah, I don't know.
1: I don't know. I feel like Bob is the bigger name. No shade. Oh, I mean, you're right. (laughs) oh Well, Bob's been doing it longer. Well, especially New York nightlife, like Bob's like, like I remember when Bob was a kid. So that's right. And I remember Um. Monet's first night out, I think, was at the Ritz.
0: Was it? I thought it was because I remember judging
1: her at one of the competitions over the years. Oh, what do you say about her? I love this tea. I don't know what, but I'm because I remember at, um, at that time, Monet came out with, alongside Jasmine Rice LaBeja. The yeah, they went to school together,
2: mm-hmm.
1: and so they both started doing drag competitions and stuff like that together. And so I was m- more well known at that time. Yeah. And so when they did Our Lady of Saliva at the Ritz. I would be, like, not on a regular basis, but every once in a while, I'd be a judge. Mm-hmm. And so, I know I definitely was in the dream panel at some point when either Monet or Jasmine competed.
0: Yeah. But no. they also
1: gave, they always gave, like, room for anyone to perform at the risk mm-hmm. during saliva, so it may have been just a night out.
0: No, I to, I've interviewed Monet before. She said, like, saliva was kind of her, like, big intro to nightlife.
1: Right, it definitely was for a lot of us, and it was definitely like a night for the queens by the queens. Mm-hmm. We didn't really actually give a fuck about the actual audience that was not a drag, like my life related.
2: <laughs> like, those well, are the best money, nights. But like,
1: we did shows for ourselves. Yeah, like, those are the best nights. <laughs> yeah, it was so. It was so. There's not. I've not run into anything like it since. I know.
0: I've heard stories about it too, and I'm like, damn. I wish I was there. Yeah. That's fun. I,
1: I felt bad on on like pad on the nights of the saliva competition, which I think was the last Tuesday of every month. Uh, I felt bad for the cleaning crew of the bar. Oh no. Because <laughs> I know I personally, when I competed a few times, like we wanted to outtop each other.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh I know one time I came I, I, I got dressed up as Miss Piggy. And because one of my sisters made me a mix. Um, there's a Miss Piggy's, like, 70s track called uh, Snackercise. And so she works out by eating. And so, like, I kept on pulling out food and throwing it against the wall as I kept, like, went to the next item. <laughs> um, or people were, like, a lot of McGriddles was, like, grabbing the food out of my hand as I went by, oh, like... My God. It, there was, then there was one night where, like, someone threw paint all over the place. And oh, just, my like, God. Look, <laughs> l- looking back... It was very careless and disrespectful.
0: <laughs> but it was iconic. <laughs> it was, uh, it, it,
1: it's it definitely not, not going to happen again. <laughs> Damn. And
2: that's how you build community, kids.
1: <laughs> <laughs> now everyone has to bring tarps and, yep. you know. Mm-hmm. I'm fine I'm with that. that. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so how has your pandemic been?
1: Uh, currently, I'm, I'm fine um we went back to my day job uh last july we reopened Mm -hmm. with limited people here and there and now we're at full swing and every couple of weeks someone gets covid and we all have to go get tested Mm -hmm. um or or you know answer at your own risk (laughs) yep i'm just like i'm vaccinated and boosted i'm like it's not gonna take me down more than like a few days if anything yep Uh, And when it comes to nightlife, it's like, do I wear a mask? Do I not wear a mask? And I'd rather not wear a mask Mm
2: -hmm.
1: when I'm performing. Yeah. Between the fogging up and smelling my own breath, I'd rather (laughs) not. (laughs) And the lack of alcohol intake because of the mask. That's true. That's true.
2: Um, I love a good mask moment at the bar, though. Let's be real. Caitlin knows what I'm talking about, but you
0: just <laughs> you just don't want to talk to people. So I it's really like, don't. It's, it's an excuse not to. I guess like, that's mm-hmm. fine.
1: I'm not, I, I got like. I personally am the type that likes to sit at the bar and chill, and chill. Like I'll yeah. talk to people I know, but if I don't know you, I really don't want to engage. Mm. Yeah, and not I'll here. find a reason to disappear if I have to. <laughs> mm-hmm. You guys teach mm-hmm. our tears some tips.
2: Oh my god, <laughs> I'm I'm the worst bar flag. I'm just like mm, just walking around on my phone
1: slightly drunk <laughs> um, like i'm on the apps nope 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 nothing interesting here
0: yeah <laughs> oh my god where are you from originally
1: born and raised in new york manhattan ah of puerto rican and cuban descent though
0: mm-hmm.
1: T- lived in midtown manhattan for the first 25 years of my life i want to say and then relocated to mathpeth queens for two years and then moved back into Manhattan, but uh, relocated to the Heights with a small, small uh, year in Harlem. Um, got, uh, got a, so what's the word I'm looking for? Got acquainted with bedbugs. Oh, no. Been oh. right there, girl. Yeah. <laughs> um, And I found that I'm not allergic to the bites. So I didn't know I had them.
0: Oh my God.
1: Um, (gasps) I didn't know I had them until I had someone sleep over. Um, And then that kind of like ruined it for me. And then moved out of that apartment, uh, relocated to a friend's in the neighborhood, then bounced around, uh, was renting a room from an old Dominican lady for the past five years. And then during the pandemic, things kind of got sour in that space, and I was like, "I need to get out." Mm. Uh, and an opportunity came up uh, with a family member, so I relocated to New Jersey, and I've been here since June of 2021. Are you in Jersey wow. City? No, oh. I am in a in a small town called Garfield.
0: Oh, I, I know really where like that is. Yeah, Polishy.
1: Yeah. Uh, very kraut. Very kraut like.
0: <laughs> Greenpoint. <laughs>
1: I'm near Passaic and Patterson if that helps for for like context.
0: Yeah. Where's
1: your favorite place to have lived? Yeah, I
2: was say so I, I love the
1: heights because the heights is mm. always food like also Manhattan. I'm so used to everything being open late. Yeah. And not having and I can just walk down to like a corner store and I don't have that now. So it's like, such
0: a luxury, I know.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um back home our corner stores were Walmart, they were open to like I think they were 24-7, so the thing to do would just be to go to Walmart at, like, 2 in the morning.
1: Walmart so, has don't...
0: everything, so. Yeah.
1: It does. I, that's, so, I, we, as a Manhattan person, I, I do not know what wa- the Walmart experience was. No, oh, mm-hmm. I know. Because <laughs> uh, Manhattan and New York City are, right, like, right, and i at Walmart. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But now that I'm in Jersey, I'm in Walmart once a week. <laughs> hey, <laughs> Sounds
2: about right. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> Walmart's a way of life. More- <laughs> it's the devil. It oh, is. It
0: is. <laughs>
1: it really is. Oh my god. But thank you for. I mean, when I was in Manhattan, I had Target, and that's like close. But it's not the same.
0: It's not hmm. the same.
2: Close. Here sucks. Target. Uh, I've uh, back home, and I feel like here too. Where's back talk? home? Because you keep Florida. Saying Florida. Okay. Um. Um. Target was considered like the chic kind of like Walmart yes. experience. Yes. That's Target Target. Target. <laughs> ugly
1: behavior uh but well now. you don't hear like target the people of target you hear the people of That's Walmart. right.
0: <laughs> That's so true.
1: <laughs> Sadly. That's okay. The normies go to target. It's the weirdos that go to Walmart. Yeah.
0: I mean, yeah. It's correct. It's right. <laughs> so so how did you get into the drag scene?
1: Uh I dabbled in drag. Um Originally, I want to say when I was 20, how old was I? Like 22, 23. I I had a character called Marble, and I used to compete at drag compositions at Excess Lounge, which doesn't exist anymore. Mm-hmm. It was on 24th between 7th and 8th. And the competition was uh, judged, uh, hosted by a queen who now resides in Canada called Jade Electra. Oh. I was a Halloween queen at that uh. time. <laughs> uh, that's how I got into drag for the first time. And then got into a relationship, put the drag away. Mm-hmm. Uh, that went on and went on for five years. And then got out of the relationship and drag reappeared around Pride. Mm-hmm. So then I became Ari Kiki around pride, <laughs> <laughs> reinvented myself and kind of like used the character to figure myself out, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was like 27, I want to say. Um, yeah, I was about 27 when I started the character. Um, I started competing. My first bar night out was at Bartini. I think it was at Bartini, mm-hmm. which was in Hell's Kitchen, um, like a block away from where Hardware is now. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was Drag Wars hosted by Shaquita, mm-hmm. which she still hosts at Pieces now. Yep. Um, and so I started there and then made my way over to Tranimal at Posh, which was hosted by Tina Burner. Mm-hmm. Um, and I had met a friend on Adam for Adam. Uh, which is, an, is a <laughs> very ancient site for yes. meeting and hooking up with men. Um I met someone uh, who is my drag sister now, Vicky Valaness. Ah um, we met on for Adam. Um she was very snarky, really mean to me, and I liked <laughs> I liked the vibe, but I also knew they were like a club kid at the time. And um. so I wanted to like play with makeup, and kind of figure myself out. And so he, he kind of helped me do that. Um, and so he would get me in drags the first few times. Uh, and then eventually he's like, you know, if you're going to be doing this more often, you need to learn how to do your own face.
0: Mm.
1: And so then when I was first doing drag as Ari I was more genderfuck. Yeah. Um, and then, like, I would be bearded. I had hairy armpits um and then when i started doing it for myself uh it was right around the time that the he Ledger joker came out mm-hmm. and so i wanted to do like a drunk number at a benefit for the new york anti-violence project that was happening at the old boots on christopher street and so something just told me to do a lopsided lip and so that became my signature for the first 10 years of my drag career mm-hmm. um And then I started performing at Stonewall. That came about because I was a guest for a queen called Mahogany. It was me, Mahogany, and my then-drag sister, Decella Versace, who doesn't do drag anymore.
0: Mm -hmm.
1: And the bar manager had seen me at Barracuda because Barracuda was my first home bar um, because I had one star search there when Tina hosted it. Uh, and so I would host Drag Race there and do my own show. Um, I think it was after Drag Race. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, bar ma- the one of the bar managers at Stonewall had seen me at Barracuda, saw me at the show I was doing at Stonewall and was like, have you ever bartended before? And I'm like, no. He's like, are you interested? Are you Would you be open to it? And I said, sure. And so I started bartending in drag on Sundays at Stonewall. And that kind of helped me Meet a lot of other performers, kind of step up my drag. Um, I eventually found that uh, clown white was not the right color for my entire face. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sometimes there's some hard uh, if lessons. You old, if you see old photos of me bartending at Stonewall, my foundation was never the right skin tone. <laughs> um, but I had a lot of fun. I got to meet a lot of other. I I got to meet a lot of New York nightlife through working at Stonewall. Um. And uh, I ended up quitting bartending there after like six or seven years, but I still have a monthly show there. Um, and what else? And then during the pandemic, nobody was working really. Virtual drag was like the, the thing to do. I personally didn't care for virtual drag at first, but I, because we didn't know when we were gonna get back into bars, you kind of had to get used to it. Yeah. Um, and I was doing a weekly makeup show, I would call it. I would have different performers and it was a nice way to uh connect with performers outside of New York. We would do it on Instagram every Monday, makeup Mondays. Mm-hmm. And I would just get into drag and kiki with whoever was my guest. And over that period of time during the pandemic, I started growing out my beard. And when things reopened, I talked to all the managers of all the bars that I work at. And I was like, do you care if I keep the beard? And everyone was like, you're already you're, you're kiki the hot mess. You can do whatever yeah. you want. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, thank you. Uh, and so the beard has stayed, except for one time that I hosted at Lucky Chang's when they asked me to shave because I was doing um, my Selena impersonation. Um, but I asked them for more money to shave it. So I was oh! <laughs> <Good>. hey. <yeah. laughs> But she's bad okay. for now. Good. Did I don't like everything. I don't know if I went. I <laughs> was that was, perfect. that was everything. That was perfect.
0: Oh, yeah. I have one question before we take a break. <laughs> How, where did the name Eric come from?
1: So um, with the when I mentioned that I first started doing drag, my name was Marble. Mm-hmm. And so that was the first letters of my my real name and the first letters of my last name. And then so when um, I came back out in drag and I wanted to do my gender Fox stuff, um, I had seen some foreign film back in the early 2000s where the queer lead character's name was Ari. And that mm-hmm. kind of stuck with me. Uh, I liked that it was short. It was non-gender specific. And it has three letters that are part of my first name. So, not that my, my first name is not... Marty is not a long name, but like, if you want to make it shorter, Ari works. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, And then I was going to originally go by Ari Star, but then I was like, what if I suck? And like, <laughs> Star is a big name to, like, you have to live up to a name like Star. That's true. So I was like, Star doesn't... I, it also didn't fit my vibe, but um... I was doing uh, non-profit work at the New York Anti Violence Project. I was learning about different cultures, um, different parts of the queer community, um, including the ball scene and, and things of that nature. And so came across the, the word kiki, uh, and the way I was introduced to the word, it was uh, to joke around, to gossip, or... Uh, just have a good time and those three kind of interpretations of the word kind of like struck a chord with me and was also kept the, the drag name short so Arikiki's is like a pretty short drag name it is um mm-hmm. and it's pretty hard to like fuck that up even when you're drunk um, <laughs> you're true. so so that's that's what it was I just introduced myself as that and it kind of just stuck
0: I like that that's a question I've been wondering about for a very long time because yeah, I like it. it's kind go. of unique
1: yeah <laughs> I, i've learned I've, heard, I've met a lot of kikis yes but, <laughs> like but i've never heard of an ari or a kiki as a last name for the most part
2: yeah um are you still And because you said kiki you got that from like ball culture because i know kiki balls are like a thing kind of still
1: well, it was like it was so i was doing nonprofit work at, at the new york Conservatives project and they were teaching me of like Uh, Like the trans community uses the word "kiki" also, and it's Mm -hmm. more like with gossiping and joking around. Mm. And so it's it's uh, the the word came across to me as having multiple definitions, Mm. and so that's kind of like part. And all the definitions kind of like sounded like something I would like to equate with myself.
2: I mean, I love it. So, (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Uh, Caitlin, shall we take a break? Yes. Okay um we're gonna take a little break kids um we'll be right back and we're gonna talk about um miss Ari Kiki starting the house of Kiki and lots um, of other things
0: lots of other (laughs) things
2: um we'll be right back kids bye Bye. wig did you just say wig wig okay And we're back. We're back. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Listen. Yeah, cool. um, um, I have to give the viewers something to look forward to when we come back from break. And it's usually just me moaning, right? Okay. Right, kids? Right? Right, kids. <laughs> Anyways. Um, uh, so we happen to be um, guests on your podcast fairly recently. Mm -hmm. um how did the podcast come to be
1: so uh, me and vicky have now been friends for about 11 years and give or take about four or five years ago we were just like we're funny we should just record us having conversation so i drink she smokes and drinks Mm. um we would rec- we would just put our microphone out while we were having conversation, and we would upload those every once in a while. And then um, Vicky's friend DJ came across that and was like, "You guys should like really structure this a little bit better." And so he jumped on, and we started stepping up this production and making it a weekly show. And talking about current events or whatever is in the news, and about our weeks, and slowly but surely we just kept on investing and making more time into it, and it is what it is now—the monster that is the Shade Parade.
0: <laughs> I definitely think it's probably one of the like biggest like New York City nightlife
1: podcasts mm-hmm. for sure. I just I wish Vicky was still in the city, so yeah, could, <laughs> it more. Um, but life takes you where it takes you, and Hopefully it takes to LA soon because I would Ah. love to have that connection. Uh, Or even Florida. I know she mentions that she might be moving somewhere sunnier. She needs to get out of where she is. is I mean, I don't know much about Boston, but... It's cold as fuck. (laughs) Right. So we'll see.
2: Um, Me and Caitlin have been a fan for a while. We even named our group chat the Shade Parade. (laughs) after the podcast
0: it was not named after the podcast but
1: it it,
0: kind of coincided with it at the same time
1: (laughs) so there's a group chat between my drag family and her drag family and we call it the shady ladies Mm. and so that kind of led to the shade parade becoming the title for the show
0: ah
1: that's interesting Speaking of families,
0: you have a very illustrious Hasakiki. I do. <laughs> Who are um, your kids currently?
1: The, that's a great way to phrase that.
0: Because <laughs> <laughs> I can't keep up. I personally can't keep up.
1: <laughs> so, not, not that I have that many, but um, my official first daughter is Lola Michelle Kiki. She became my daughter. I want to say four or five years ago, um, she saw me out at like Saliva and Boots and Saddles and was like, you're going to be my drag mom. And I'm like, I don't want drag kids. And she's like, I'm going to make you want me. And then so she pursued me for a full year. Wow. And would come to my gigs, support me, would help me here and there. And eventually I was like, fine, child, Lola Michelle Kiki um and then she worked a lot with Katrina Lovelace but Katrina had a mother her mother at the time was Princess Bitch
2: Hmm.
1: um who works with Lola Flafay a lot or used to I don't know if they still work together anymore
0: mm
1: -hmm. um and so Katrina and Lola were like basically sisters in some sense and so I when I started working at Boots and Saddles and became house mother at Boots and Saddles, I, I really got to work with Katrina a lot more. And I'm like, you're with Lola all the time. I like your vibe. You're super chill. Would you want to be my drag daughter? And she's like, well, I have a drag mom. I'm like, fuck that bitch. I'm <laughs> not doing anything for you. Yeah. Like, I asked princess if it was okay and princess wasn't cool with it at first but eventually was like fine you can take her and so eventually Katrina became, Katrina did not take on the name mm-hmm. but she is a kiki mm-hmm. and then mister Email, who's my roommate currently um, mm-hmm. they came to my show at Stonewall um, and lied that it was their birthday was there in male drag to some degree Mm -hmm. um and when it's your birthday when I was doing my show at Stonewall I would bring you up on stage and have a conversation with you and have you lip sync and so they lip sync whatever and ended up connecting with Lola and Katrina because they had a monthly show at Stonewall and so they became a regular on their show and I was like well you're Latin you're cool I like your vibe and after like a year or two, I ended up we ended up actually going, we both ended up being in Los Angeles at the exact same time for a full week.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And so we ended up bonding during that trip. It wasn't planned. We just happened to be in LA at the same time. Um, and so we ended up bonding during that trip. And I was just like, Yeah, you're definitely gonna be part of the house. <laughs> um, so then we ended up Mr. Melchicke to the house. Um, And there's a whole tradition, like when you become part of the House of Kiki, you have to come. I think it's usually at one of my shows. And we dub you with a chicken wing. (laughs) Into the house. Um, And so that's that's been the process with everybody so far. Um, What you said at the beginning was like, who's currently in your house? So that's the house. That's the house. Yeah. Um, But before the, the house was built... Mm-hmm. um Britta Filter was one of my offsprings
0: uh, oh I didn't know that
1: um, oh yeah so Britta was uh Britta had messaged me before she started doing drag um she was as uh, part of the touring cast of Cinderella she was an evil stepsister and she was coming back from tour she had seen Queens performing in the Nightlife and she reached out to me she's like hey I know you do this show at Stonewall where you bring you know new and up and coming queens as your guests uh and it's all for charity i would love to do the show and i kind of make my debut there uh and i said sure what you know what how can i however i can help and so i ended up booking her on a regular basis for a period of time and helping her out and i was like never wear a short wig ever again um because she she came on from tour she was whatever wig they had given her was like the short um Catherine Zeta Jones Chicago wig yeah not meant for her head shape whatsoever definitely not (laughs) and I gave her one of my big curly red wigs and so ever since then she's always worn big hair um and so uh, over time she became my daughter uh her and Lola were sisters for a period of time and then Britta kind of got big um and ended up having I think she has now like five moms. (laughs) Oh. Uh, I'm one of them from time to time Depending on who you ask And what day of the week it is <laughs> um, but I know that she she Claims Keisha Carr as a mom sometimes I get claimed as a mother Lauren Order Originally it was me and Lauren Order um, mm-hmm. Because I helped her with gigs And Lauren helped her with makeup And, and I think outfits at, at, at the beginning of her career um, I think there's like one other One other mother or two in the picture um, and I reach out to her from time to time, um, but I, I let her do her own thing mm-hmm. and, and try not to piggyback because that's never been my thing.
0: Yeah. You're a hands-off mom.
1: <laughs> I'm a hands-on mom with these three, mm-hmm. but, but Britta's, Britta's her own monster. <laughs> yeah, <good> definitely. <laughs>
0: Um, so we talked about the Glam Awards earlier, but you have already won some Glam Awards on your own.
1: <laughs> I do. I have two uh, trophies thus far. I believe the first one was for Best Host. Yeah. Uh, and I believe the second one was for Best comedic Performer. Yeah. Those are pretty big awards, too. They are. And <laughs> I had great competition, um, my, who I was nominated alongside with. Um, and it's an honor to be nominated, but it's greater to win. <laughs>
0: how is it winning?
1: It's it's a great feeling, but at the end of the day, I don't get more gigs and I don't get paid more. So, yeah. and I appreciate it. I do. Uh, the trophies are right inside, alongside my bed. Ah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's just it's it's a great <laughs> feeling, but it doesn't do anything at the end of the day for my career.
0: But one of my favorites that you've won is the Lifetime Achievement Slam Award. Oh yes, the Slam Awards so, are so funny to me.
1: I love them. <laughs> I wish I wish Bob would come back and take it on, or it, it, I wish someone who who managed it the the same way with the same heart. Um. So Bob started the Slam Awards as kind of like a mock of the Glam Awards. Yeah. Um. And she would host it over at XS. And it was such a small venue, but it was such a like close-knit group of people who were looking forward to it because it was, all the categories were shady. Yeah. Uh, and so we all looked forward to talking shit about each other to our faces. Um, and so for the longest period of time, I kept on winning Hottest Mess, <laughs> uh, Best Hole in the Wall, which was meant for a bar, um, <laughs> and a couple of other trophies and the trophies were always these like, jacked up heels that she got at, like a $5 store <laughs> she would spray paint gold and stick like these jacked up Barbie dolls I have almost all of them still in my room
0: oh my in a
1: big Ikea bag because they're just ridiculous it's taking up too much space for me to <laughs> actually put them out on the display and they're not pretty they're not pretty <laughs> at all have you seen one of them before? No! Okay, hold on,
0: wait. <laughs> I'm gagged. I remember the Slammies.
2: The Nobody's hosting now. Who? The Nobody's.
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah, The Nobody's hosting now.
2: They haven't done it in a minute, though. <gasps> I
0: think, they need to bring it back.
1: Here.
2: I was nominated for worst dress.
1: Um, and so when The Nobody's took it over... Um, I campaigned kind of, but I'm like, it's not the same energy. It's not the same vibe. But I think it had been on hiatus for like a year or two. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, listen, you have to come, mm-hmm. but don't expect to win what you usually win. And so they gave me a wreath of heels. Uh, they were all like strappy heels tied up to each other. And that was my mm-hmm. Lifetime Achievement Award. And so that's hanging up in my room.
2: <laughs>
1: Beautiful. We love to see it.
2: Okay. Oh I, I
1: appreciate it, and, that, and that's fun. That's fun because it's like really voted by people who, who know you in the Yeah. Sun. Whereas yeah. I feel like the Glamour Awards is a really big and thing competition. Yep. Uh, the slammies were like, those of us who care to be trash were like, here for it. Yeah, thriving.
2: <laughs> I, um, I love being like the, the common the economy of like being nominated for like the highest award and also like one of the lowest yeah
1: <laughs> i love it that's so and, I, and i love them both
2: <laughs> mm-hmm. which one which one do you think is more important to you or which Slammy. one do you cherish more slammies yeah. yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> just because i have much better i have so many fond memories of the slam awards and all of us just like just looking forward to talking shit about each other Mm-hmm. Whereas like at mm-hmm. the glam, you're not trying to. You will still you're there talking shit about each other, but like it's not the same. Nah.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: There's no time either. <laughs> and, and at the slams, you didn't have to pay to go. <laughs> Two. I still don't know if we got free tickets this year. You're I don't know if we get free tickets. You okay, good.
0: Okay. I message,
1: but I double check because now it's sold out. So.
0: No, I know. I'm like, uh, are we getting?
1: Gonna... <laughs> I mean, if we didn't get free tickets
2: caitlin we're just gonna do a cute photo shoot and we'll um, just stand outside going. of it yeah
1: <laughs> now with this incoming snow <laughs> um alpha oh, yeah i know uh whatever i'm here oh, for it. whatever yeah.
0: um so speaking of the slammies next year you're turning a big birthday number and you wanted to do
1: a roast i do
0: who would you be your dream roasters for your birthday
1: um so I already know so when I'm posted when I made the post yesterday uh, a few days ago that I was gonna do a roast for my 40th um my drag daughter Lola was like can I host it and I'm like sure you're you're fine she's like I don't have to roast you I just have to move the show along I'm like that's fine with me um I know I definitely want Vicky to roast me oh yeah she's known me the best um my other drag sister prodigy major reached out and was like i want to roast you uh and she i think she'd also be good at roasting me um a lot of my griddles is that she's another sister i've worked with for a long period of time um i started making a list just for this reason because i want to have the right people there
0: <laughs> i know Roasts are very serious in new york
1: <laughs> uh svetlana stolene And that's it for right now. But I definitely want to add at least two or three more. Um, And if possible, maybe have them do numbers they haven't seen me do over and over and over again. Yeah. Um, Maybe Jada Valenciaga, possibly, because she's known me for a number of years. Mm -hmm. Um, Brenda Darling's a sweetheart, but she's also been, like, a sister to me for a couple of years. Uh, So I don't know if she'd be good at roasting. But I just like to have her there. Yeah. I'm here.
0: She could do a mix of like from the shape parade or something. I don't know. <laughs> That's my guess. Um, my last question for this is that I saw you collect rainbow high dolls. I just that I, I I'm just obsessed with bitten. them too. So I was like, oh. I just got
1: bitten by the rainbow high addiction. They're so uh, cute. Sometimes... Like I think it's still in October. And I currently own mm, 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 13. That's a lot. Um, I don't want them all. Yeah. I'm very picky. Uh, I need a green hair because I don't have any I only have like one greeny looking mm-hmm. one. Uh and I might want the twins. There's twins. There's a set of twins. They came out for holiday like two years ago. Uh, I the, uh, but they they're fifty dollars at the moment, and I know they were marked down for twenty five during the holidays, and I wasn't uh, sure. I, uh, I, try not, I try my best not to pay full price for them.
0: Yeah, where are you getting them on eBay?
1: No, uh, I buy them in retail, mm-hmm. um, mostly Target and Walmart. Oh, they're cute. Uh, sometimes Amazon. Um, I collect. I've been collecting dolls for maybe twenty years. Oh wow! Um, uh. I have actually. Hold on, I can show you some more shit.
0: Yay! I feel like we're playing cribs.
1: So it's this like. Oh um, my
0: goodness!
1: So there's a, a a bookcase with some dolls. I love. They're not it. all there. I have a lot more. Mm-hmm. But if I can get closer. Here's my collection of RuPaul dolls. Oh. And then there's my shares. Oh, my gosh.
0: I love that.
1: And then I have a very hard to find. Uh, I got to put her wig back on. <laughs> but I'll show you. I have an Amanda Lepore. Oh, yes. I remember. Wait, is she the one with the pussy? <laughs> yeah. The pussy's there. Ah! The plastic pussy. <laughs> um they only made like I think a thousand it was like 333 of each type mm-hmm. and I got it third hand from another collector I had to trade like a bunch of dolls to get her mm-hmm. and she came completely naked <laughs> uh so I had to like find a wig that looks like a wig of hers mm. and have a custom outfit made because her body proportions are ridiculous in real life and in plastic form that's right and um her head is discolored because they made the doll infused with her a perfume that she was selling at the time <laughs> and the perfume has now made all the doll's faces discolored <laughs> wow <laughs> that was called whore if i'm not mistaken
0: uh, i need that <laughs> and on that note
2: <laughs> i have a question Please. <laughs> maybe maybe you can give us some insight um, cause I think we've interviewed a few people, um, a few drag performers that also collect dolls. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, we have. What, what do you think? Um, what do you think the common connection there is? What, why do you collect dolls basically?
1: Uh, I think they're good for inspiration for fashion. Mm-hmm. I agree. For, hair, for wigs and stuff like that. Um, it's also kind of like. Uh, runways, I think, are, like, something that connects a lot of drag queens. Mm. So, like, having your own personal little models and stuff like that. Also, as little faggots, we weren't allowed to get these dolls. Yeah. Um, Oh, my God. There's always that connection of, like, now that I have this money, I can reclaim my childhood.
2: Yeah. And on that note, we should take a little break. We'll be right back, kids, with our usual wrap-up segments. Wig, okay. I know.
0: Wig, I feel that already. Wig, okay. Wig, did you just say wig? Wig,
2: okay. (laughs) I am ready for my wig to go flying. And we're back. We We just want to. I just learned so much about dolls, y'all.
0: I'm like ready. I'm like literally like I'm putting things in my cart as we're having yeah. a conversation. Oh
2: <laughs>
1: apparently you can Proceed buy... Proceed with caution. Proceed with caution. I know. Right? I, know. But I don't
0: appa-
2: really have room. Apparently you can buy dolls at Best Buy. Who knew? Uh- <laughs> <laughs> That's what we learned today. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, well, speaking of some dolls, we were talking about Monster High dolls, but um, that kind of gets us into our next question. Um, do you think you'd ever want to be on Dragula or RuPaul's Drag Race?
1: Uh yes and no. <laughs> um I, I, there was a period of time where I wanted to be on drag race. Um, but and I think the opportunity is great for those who get on, who navigate it properly mm-hmm. uh and are not fucked over by the edit. Mm-hmm. Uh I've seen girls, several New York girls get fucked over by the edit. Nope. and and try and recover and that that that's something that I I would fear that is something mm-hmm. I do fear mm-hmm. because I think when you have a large viewership given an image of you it's very hard to undo we saw that Fifi O'Hara still deals with or Jeremy now yeah she's there. not
0: even Fifi anymore because of what right. happened
1: Right, it just, yeah, so I would hate to have that ripped up from my possession. Um, it's also currently
0: happening with Jasmine Kennedy. Apparently she's going to be the villain of the season.
1: Oh, uh, really?
0: Yeah, they released the first 10 minutes of the next episode. This is obviously way in advance but from when this airs, but
1: yeah,
0: they're definitely kind I don't, of I, the giving thing I don't that.
1: Feel like I, I also, as a New York queen, I don't really know her. Yeah, uh, she, she's very funny. young. I'm not to Mariah Carey, it but um, <laughs> <laughs> um, she is young. Um, but I don't feel like she wasn't super. I I knew of her. Yeah, but I yeah. don't know her. Yeah, um, but I don't think she was that well known going in there. Definitely um, not.
0: She was kind of known in New York,
1: but yeah, you know, she's not like right.
0: she wasn't like headlining every week somewhere.
1: Yeah, yeah, correct. Mm-hmm. Um. So with, that's my fear with Drag Race. And then with dragla I, I do like dragla a lot. I just, I know that my drag wouldn't fit into that because I don't, I'm not uh, like artsy fartsy creative type. I'm more just like funny, hee ha mm-hmm. uh, sense of humor faces type of thing. So like, I'd rather do something else with reality TV mm-hmm. than those two options. T-
0: I could see you on Dragula, though.
1: I I I mean, I I I feared to get the Mary Cherry edit. Yeah. Uh,
0: well, I from what I Mary get Cherry that edit. said, I would
1: I would just get that edit maybe on the runway, but not in personality. I know that for a fact.
0: Well, yeah.
1: <laughs> Mary Cherry's in her own lane.
2: <laughs> uh, I don't know if you guys are keeping up with the rumors with her, but yeah, she's kind of like distancing herself from the boules. oh like I didn't know that she's like blocked them on social media oh. she's taking the drag I think it's in her contract she has to keep the Dragula logo in her oh. flyers but like she's like made it super tiny she's like deleted all of st- her looks that she wore on Dragula she's like oh. very much trying to distance herself from being on
1: I mean the- I don't know why she went on there personally yeah, yeah. I well the bullies just, no, just knowing her herself. drag it didn't make sense. Yeah. No. And that's kind of like what I feel. Like I mean, I could see myself on there, but I also know that that's not a right fit for me either. Yeah. There, I
0: agree. There needs to be a lot more avenues.
2: Yeah, I think we're slowly getting there, but yeah, it's taking a minute.
1: It's it's a very slow process. Yeah. I mean, RuPaul definitely broke the the the, the ceiling on that end. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm thankful for that. Um, but there's other aspects, and so we'll see. I mean, there's We Are Here, there's uh, Dragonificent, I think is the other one they do, mm-hmm. uh, there's... with Alexis, Thorji, Juju. Oh, G, right, yeah. yeah, that's on TLC, right? I've never watched that one yet, but me neither. It's no. got two seasons. I, I don't know why they haven't done a nightlife show. I agree because I think if you follow, I mean, what was the the one they tried to do in New York? Shade, um, Shade, Queens Shade. of NYC. That's my favorite yeah.
0: show because
1: it's ridiculous <laughs> and my very fake. Was, <laughs> my, the thing is, it was, it was too scripted. It was too. It's strange. so fake.
0: It's so fake.
1: <laughs> if if you literally just follow the right people in nightlife, you have a show. Yeah, yeah. totally. You don't need yeah. to script it. You don't need to like create friendships and enemies and whatnot. Like so yeah. stupid. There's enough of that without. You, there's enough of that. Like, yeah, you don't need to like create it and stir the pot for fun.
2: People really want like a real Housewives of Drag type moment. Yeah, a lot of there, people. There's do. definitely
1: there's definitely room for that, and there's yeah. definitely enough characters out in different cities where you could do, uh, you know, Drag Queens of Miami, Drag Queens of Manhattan, Drag Queens of Brooklyn, Chicago, L.A., West Hollywood, Texas, Houston, Atlanta. You know, yeah easily it's an untapped market and i don't know why it still hasn't been tapped because faggots are drama faggots um, love drama especially when they're in heels and alcohols yeah uh, oh
2: yeah uh, oh someone
0: get andy cohen on the phone
2: i know right we i know, know where we'll he lives <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay it's yours okay do yeah. you have um speaking of all that do you have any future projects to promote
1: uh, and this is coming
0: out the end of February. in March, yeah, basically,
1: basically March. Mm-hmm. Uh, I at the moment um, there's rumblings of me possibly traveling to Miami for an Urban Bear Week Ooh. Uh, weekend. Um, so if that pans out, I'll be out in Fort Lauderdale at the end of March. Um, I know I have a private gay wedding to possibly work in April. Ooh. and someone mumbled to me about doing something in Atlanta in August. But I don't, I mean, I would love to tour with my character. Uh, I know when I would, every time I go to LA, I just bring a wig and a, and a romper just in case I can do something. Uh, and, I, and same thing when I go to Florida. Um, but I also have a day job, and so mm-hmm. I don't want drag to be my main focus, only because I feel like when it becomes your main focus, you lose half the fun. Yep. For me, drag isn't supposed to be a hustle. Yeah. It's, it's what I do to enjoy my life and drink for free. <laughs> 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 um, and I've been doing it well for 12 years, apparently. There you go. <laughs> it's been working. Oh, well enough. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so what is the best advice you've been given about doing drag?
1: Uh don't do it for the money. Mm do it if you if you like to entertain if you like to be creative go in to doing drag for the art because that's truly what should be the focus um and then just something that I personally live by is uh, a day without laughs is a day wasted it's started on my arm
2: it's ah. a Charlie Chaplin
1: quote uh supposedly according to the internet it's a Charlie Chaplin quote and so that's one of the mantras i live by when it comes to myself and my drag uh and then on this side there's a rupaul quote which is not really a rupaul quote because everyone i've heard this from numerous sources yeah don't take life too seriously Mm -hmm. um and i think should also be applied to anything you do in life don't 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 go crazy uh because if you can't if it doesn't matter after a couple of months it shouldn't be driving you insane
0: Wow. I think Martira should take some lessons from this. (laughs) I don't know what
1: you're talking about.
0: (laughs) Don't take life too seriously. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I don't
1: know. I don't know. I mean, I'm only 39. I'm just a young 39, so I don't know.
2: mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, Well, speaking of that, um, I think it's time for my favorite question. Um, Miss Miss Ari, um, Miss mm-hmm. Ariani. If you're nasty, <laughs> okay. Oh, Miss kiki if you're nasty. Miss Geeky, yeah. if you're nasty. Um, can you give us a scandalous, salacious, dramatic, nasty story of something that you've either experienced, encountered, heard of? Um, yeah, a juicy story in nightlife. Well, so do I don't
1: know if you know the story about him, LeBronx, and Saliva, if you've heard the story of this. Oh, maybe.
0: I might have, but let's I do think it. You, <laughs> I
1: think you guys have interviewed enough people that you might have heard the story. Yeah. I was there that night. <laughs> I was there that, and I lost to this bitch. <laughs> um, so it was one of uh it was, I think, my first time competing at Our Lady of Saliva or my second at the Ritz. Uh, I'm trying to remember which night it was, I think think it was the first. And so I can't remember the entire lineup, but I know that Hunter LeBron's was one of the Queens. And so the first thing you would do is Q and a second round was talent and third would be evening gown. So we only had like 20 minutes, roughly, depending on how long everyone's smoke break went, uh, between segments. And so between the Q and A and the run and the talent, we're upstairs getting ready. Honey LeBron's is in the bathroom for a long period of time. And when she comes out, there's a half used tub of Crisco on the, on the toilet seat. And we don't know what's going on. So I think I went right before her, I wanna say, or right after, no, I. I I don't remember, but I'm somewhere in the lineup where I catch what happens. And so she does her number. It's like a, it's a dainty little number. She's making a salad, a fruit salad, and she's cutting it up on the floor. She's wearing this little skirt, whatever. And then uh, she acts like she's missing an ingredient, and t- comes out, turns around, lifts up her skirt, and shits out an apple. <laughs> cuts up the apple puts it on the plate and the audience loses its shit like, lo- loses their minds <laughs> loses their shit, whatever um, when the apple comes out but what, what, the, what some people don't realize is Thorgy, who was the host along with Israea, were behind on the stage and didn't see what exactly happened so Honey Bronx then proceeds to walk around with the plate and offer it to people <gasps> And Thorgy not realizing what had happened, grabs a piece and, like, eats it.
0: Oh, no!
1: And everyone, like, loses their mind and is <laughs> completely unaware as to what's going on. Uh, so there's that. <laughs>
2: Why do we always have so many shit stories on this podcast, Caitlin? Oh,
1: <laughs> I've also seen one. Jasmine rice LaBeijo shit out of condom full of, like, cocaine as yeah. part of her number. Oh my god! Um, it's cat. It's the, it's the it's the default go-to for queens.
2: It really is though. The For
1: shock value. Okay. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> get the
2: shock in there. Oh my god! What? Even?
1: I mean, it's 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 our human pocket. It's our kangaroo pouch.
2: I need to leave and the Zoom calls We're not yet.
1: Okay. Oh, holes, kangaroo pouch. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God.
0: All right. Last question before we wrap up. Where do you want to take your drug in the future?
1: Um, I would like to do stand up, I want to say, or something to the effect of like Lady Bunny and like suddenly Seymour who do shows around the world um, or Coco Peru. Mm hmm. Uh, I just haven't figured out how to finesse it to that level because I know that when I'm on the stage, I do like to tell stories um, from time to time and I just need to figure out how to weave an hour and a half long story. (laughs) Um, So something to consider, something I've definitely considered and just haven't sat down and and put pen pen to paper on to like build something out. I feel
0: like you could definitely have like a night at like in Provincetown or something where it's more like one-on-one with the audience.
1: Yeah, I enjoy the type of things. I like to engage with the audience and telling them stories and whatnot. Making people laugh, that's the key for me.
0: Definitely. And I think you're pretty good at it. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Likewise.
2: Um, Thank you. Of course, babe. (laughs) um well thank you so much for thank you for us. coming
0: in Honorable. yeah it's been an honor
2: to have <laughs> you, you having me. oh anytime it's please come back pleasure. it's
0: definitely it's definitely an honor because yeah you're someone who i've known about for a very very long
2: time same here yeah mm-hmm. um where can the kids get to give you a little tour, oh, tour yeah right yeah would you... that shit. was
0: the best
2: <laughs> um where can the kids find you on the internet
1: uh, social media, Instagram, and Twitter are Ari Kiki, A-R-I-K-I, underscore hot mess. Um, my Twitter is not safe for work because I don't watch a lot of porn and I don't care and I yes, share, um, and then my Venmo and cash apps are both just Ari Kiki. You can't really quite follow me there, but you could definitely send me money. Um, Is there anything else? And then, of course, the Shade Parade. Uh, Shade Parade Pod on Instagram. Shade Parade Pod online. Um, We're on most streaming sites. And we go up every Friday midday uh, with a new episode, uh, God willing. Um, And then physically, I'm usually at Stonewall every second Saturday. um, With a special guest at 8 o'clock. And at gym Bar every Friday for karaoke, and while Drag Race is on, Drag Race at eight o'clock, and then once a month, I'm no once every two months, I'm at Lucky Chang's for crazy boozy brunch.
2: Damn bitch, you are oh, crazy. Japan I'm on Instagram for all yeah. that
1: information.
2: Damn, yeah, shit, good for you. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> a full schedule. Um, well, again, thank you so much for joining us. It's been Thank a you pleasure for having
1: me. Oh, yeah. pleasure, Good luck to you, the glam. But by, by the time this airs, by we'll this out, airs, we will we'll have all lost. <laughs> yeah, all lost. Um, yeah. Um,
2: but you know, it happens. Um, but I was Martier. I was C Tepper. And this was. Weekend Weekend out. Out. Bye, kids. Bye. See you
1: in two weeks. Bye. <laughs>